Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. Today, our guest will be Sonia Iris Lozada. She's a poet and performer. And believe me, you don't want to miss this. Sonia Iris Lozada is a poet and performer fascinated with perceptions of time, history, dreams, and the metaphysical. Her number one best-selling publications include Inspire Me Raw in 2017, Follow Akashic Dreaming Through Time in 2019, and Inspire Me Perception in 2019. Her upcoming book is entitled Inspire Me in Time of Need, which is the third in the Inspire Me series. Poetry has always been Sonia's way of explaining the bicultural world around her. As an actor for both stage and screen, she has appeared in films such as Out of the Wild and Expired, among others. Her podcast, Poetic Resurrection, is in development and slated to launch in 2021. Her book, Follow Akashic Dreaming Through Time is currently being adapted for film. In her spare time, Sonia is a mentor at Right Girl, an organization that promotes self-expression and empowerment for teens. Well, welcome, Sonia to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. We're so pleased to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very flattered. Uh, well, I'm very flattered as well. I mean, it's not every day we get a celebrity like you on our on our show, so I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I actually went and looked at your IMDB, and I'm like, probably have seen you in some things. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'd definitely be looking for you when I watch some of these shows. So, but we're here to talk about your poetry. Yes. And I understand you have several books. How many books of poetry now? I have three books and I'm currently working on my fourth. Okay. Can you tell us about your books of poetry? Um, well, the first one is called Inspire Me Perception. I'm sorry, Inspire Me Raw. And I've been writing poetry since I was a child, but it was something to release anxiety. And I just wrote the poems. They were not very good poems. It was just emotions written down in uh, poetry format. And I would just uh, put them away in a drawer because that was personal. It was only for me. Um, and then um, I start. I decided that I needed to get over myself and publish these and I had a, I spent hours and hours editing and I had a good editor for the first book and uh, she really helped me realize what it was like to edit but still have the emotion in it so um when I released that's why it's called inspire me raw because it's all raw emotions and I remember being on Amazon and trying to uh, I was talking with the Kindle people and they said now hit publish and, I'm, and my finger was it was just like over the key. I didn't want to. Once I hit publish, it was yeah. going to be, the whole world 
well, whoever bought my book was going to see me as I really am, the vulnerable me. Right. And um, that was really hard to do. It's scary. Um, it's very scary. And it was, I said, okay, if, if I get lashed at, whatever, it's out there. Okay. And it was quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. I got it, such a huge response on that one. Um, and people kept saying, wow, I thought you were talking about me. This is what I went through. And I'm saying, wow, okay, then I'm going to do it. Because if it can help other people know they're not alone, then I'm on the right track. So yeah. that was Inspire Me Raw. Inspire Me, I mean, follow Akashic Dreaming Through Time. That one came about from dreams and meditation. And there's one poem that's about um, uh, a potter. And it's the first poem in the book. And that one, I in my dream, all I saw, I felt sadness. And I saw a guy on a pottery wheel. I just saw a hand, so I knew it was male. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the number 300 BC. So I said, okay, let me look at what was happening in 300 BC pottery. Right. And I went through the European pottery. I go, no, that's not it. I went through Mesopotamian, uh, South American, Mesopotamian, I think it's called. Um, oh, Mesoamerica. That one is, um, uh, it wasn't that it either. But then when <laughs> I got to the uh in china the terracotta soldiers Uh oh that's it and so i did a lot each one of those poems was a massive amount of research even though i didn't use it but um i learned how they made the the soldiers and all of that and it was just the mood was so perfect right um because it created the sadness even though artisans were respected they mm-hmm. still worked many long hours in kilns and um, right. and they used the slavery, the the um, what would you call it? The the prisoners became the hard labor outside. Right. And I read that you can hear their screams and everything. So that went into that first poem. Yeah. Um, so that uh, uh, follow Akashic dreaming through time is about reincarnation, about past okay. lives and what people might have gone through through that time. Mm-hmm. Um, my third book, Inspire Me Perception, is it contains everything. Some of my poetry is funny. Normally the funny stuff is all about weight loss because um, <laughs> I do have uh, a solo show that I wrote that I never performed and it's called uh, Adventures of the Yo-Yo Dieter. So within my poetry books, the first and the second inspire me, there is some comedy. Um, but that one is all about perceptions is how we perceive the world. And one person could look at something this way and be in the same exact situation and have a totally different philosophy on what is going on. Exactly. That's what my three books so far are about my upcoming book. Um, I found myself writing a lot about, uh, acceptance and um so in time of need especially during this difficult time that so many people have lost others that it's a it's a good time to have compassion and acceptance um for yourself and and fellow man right 
Right. I think, yeah, this, this is the time to, to release and, you know, and, and do things to reach out to one another. Yes. Cause I found that most people in this trying time have reached out more, but you also mm -hmm. saw the opposite. You saw people that more hate than normal. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, that is, um, it was it was shocking to me to see yeah. to see that yeah. kind of behavior. I thought that we passed that 200 years ago. Yes, um, but um, it 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 was shocking to me that it still existed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I try to I'm a uh, pretty much a positive thinker, and mm -hmm. I try to focus on the good things that people do to help one another. Um, but we have to acknowledge those other things. Yeah, and not happen so, in this world. Yeah, like I um thank God I picked up gratitude doing gratitude years ago. Mm -hmm. Um because I think that's what really helped me during this time. Instead yes. of looking at what I don't have, look at what I do have. And Absolutely. the thing I'm thrilled about is I have my health and I have my family and and they're healthy. So mm -hmm. I am to me that's a major blessing. Absolutely. Yes. I do a, a weekly uh, blog post called 12 Things to Thankful. Um, ah. I, I'm sorry, I have 10 Things to Thankful. I do it on <laughs> Friday. And, um, you know, we just list 10 things of, for that week of, of things that, that you're grateful for. And I've been doing that for quite a while. It's part of a, a blog hop. And I find it really helps me to put things in perspective. It really does. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you know what's really weird? I um I grew up poor, so I wanted everything. Yeah, you know, I wanted a mansion and fancy cars, and because I didn't have any of that. And exactly. yeah. once you practice gratitude, you mm -hmm. realize, oh my God, I have I'm I have so much abundance and I didn't even realize it. Right. So um I've been I'm working on and I've been working on this for years, so I'm not the quickest. Um being more of a minimalist, only mm -hmm. having what I need. Um, I'm sorry if you're hearing the gardeners outside, but um, so I started getting rid of things that I don't need 20 dishes, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm one person. Um, so I, I decided to give things away to people that might need them, mm -hmm. you know. Because if um, I don't throw, I'm, it's hard for me to throw things away, but to give them mm -hmm. away is not a problem. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, I can certainly relate to that. And my, my daughter volunteers at a thrift store, so I have a outlet to get, Oh, get you are so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, we minimalize quite a bit in the last couple of years, and um, I actually find it's free. It does, and it's also like, I don't have to spend so many hours cleaning. Exactly. And it's like, why do I, all it, and it's taking up valuable real estate. If we count what our mm -hmm. value of our place home is worth mm -hmm. and divide up the square footage mm -hmm. that we use on stuff that we might use in the future, we're using a valuable real estate for what? Exactly. To hold stuff. Mm -hmm. So now me letting go of things is easy. Going through it <laughs> is the time consumer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I totally agree with that. 
Yeah. Well, are you going to share some of your beautiful, beautiful poetry with us? Oh, I sure will. Um, um, I'm going to read one from each of my current books. I haven't edited anything on my upcoming one or else I would read that. Mm -hmm. um, this one is called Tomorrow. And I wrote it while I was um, looking through my apartment and saying, I have so much stuff. And I remember saying, what if I die tomorrow? I'm going to leave all of this for my family. <laughs> so um, I don't want to put them out that way. So it's called Tomorrow. Okay. If I was to die tomorrow, would I have organized my home? Would I have left my paperwork in order? Would I have made it easier for my family? If I was to die tomorrow, would I have followed and completed my dreams? Would I have loved the way I wanted to love? Would I have visited the world like I wanted to? If I was to die tomorrow, would I have told those that I love that I loved them? Would I have seen the beauty in my own life? Can I say that I live my life to the fullest? If I was to die tomorrow, would I have lived today? Would I have loved differently? Would I have felt my life was complete? If I would die tomorrow, a sadness would be there to know that I wasted so much time afraid of the unknown. If I was to die tomorrow, I would make the unknown known. I'd face the unknown I was so afraid of as I choose my life today with strength and joy. Yeah. It gives you something to think about, doesn't it? It, it was, really uh, I recorded this at uh, SAG AFTRA Foundation, which is our union, and they have a foundation and they have a voiceover lab. And as I recorded it, the engineer kept saying, I kept thinking about, <laughs> have I done this? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, and it's, and it's true. It's something that I don't want my family. I think it's bad enough when you lose a relative, but to have them dig through stuff that they have to clean up and work, I don't want to leave that for them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I understand Did that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want me to read another one? Yes, please. Okay. Okay, sadness is from my um, first book. I picked these to kind of fit the, the atmosphere of the current time. Okay. So sadness is from my first book, Inspire Me Raw. Drizzle of a tear on a mountain, chisels the gorge, smoothing the surface, starting new. Blow of waves from full moon, surrenders like a soldier near death. Nowhere yet peace. Morn, mourning former actions and abundant essence yearned. Live the now, dismiss the rest. Soul's journey brings me home, master task, letting go. Rewind thoughts confirmed. Dissolve elusive dream. Purge past yet debris clings. Some warmth cuddles me. Time wasted. Was it? Serene breeze expels fears, life's resurrection. 
yeah <laughs> I, I hear that it, it it makes me think of what we are going through right now in these times mm -hmm. with the pandemic and the losses and the, uh, oh i you know I, I my heart goes out to people that lost family during this mm -hmm. time what a horrible Absolutely. way my dad got misdiagnosed and said he was positive and he's oh, elderly right. he felt no symptoms he had to go to the hospital for a different issue and they tested him he was negative so it, it really i i'm like you know i understand my parents are elderly and i'm gonna lose them i've accepted that but to lose them where i can't be by their side that's the hard part mm -hmm. exactly that is really the hard part it's hard enough losing them but to lose them and you're not there it's mm -hmm. they're alone that's that's really hard yeah yeah absolutely i i you know, was fortunate to be with my parents, each one, when they passed. And yeah, I can't imagine not being able to do that. Yeah. Um, the third one, which is from follow Akashic Dreaming Through Time. And the reason I picked Akashic Dreaming was because I was reading about, there was just something I felt like I was so in tune to life at the at that point. But I was seeing life in different eras and time. And, but it was all the same thing. It was about, there was an anger to, to the poetry. Um, it isn't written in anger, but there's something like, if you read the whole book, each poem last, stands on its own, but the last one brings them all together. And you're going, ah, that's why I follow. Um, so this is Birth of Doe. I did a lot of research on this one. This one, um, I, I saw a guy making bread like in the, around the 1600s and I saw him just pulling bread out of a, an oven and he was sweating and it was hot. And it, so I did research on it. And I didn't know that in, during the time of Notre Dame that people, um, the town baker, was responsible for the food for the entire town. Mm. And, um, and you know, and it was also time of Notre Dame. And I found out that when you see the, the, the plague doctors, they had that big nose thing. It looked like a hook in yeah. front of the face. That actually was filled with potpourri because they dealt oh. with death so much, they didn't want to breathe uh the scent okay and that, that would make sense yeah yeah and that people at that time when they saw that doctor Notre Dame was one of them um that it was terror because they knew that death was coming when they showed up oh wow I did not yeah. know that wow yeah you know, each poem I had to do so it took me so long to do this poem this <laughs> book it started out being a regular little poem you know four line stanzas and the editor that I had at the time, she says, I don't know what you're saying here. <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. And so I showed, a, I showed a friend of mine, she goes, you know, this poem is a book on its own. And I go, okay. So then I put it into prose because it explains it more. Because in, in the way it was for stanza, you would have to have so much knowledge about the history in order to understand it. And right. honestly, that's too much thinking. I want everyone to enjoy poetry. Mm -hmm. So I try to make, uh, make it simpler. This right. was called Birth of Doe. 
That was a long way to say to get to the birth of dough. <laughs> That's a crawl of sunlight at the break of dawn as the clay oven's timbers turn to ash. Patience beholds the birth of dough. It's now ready. The long-handled peel inserts the town's substance and waits until the bread's golden smile. Wheat for nobility, rye and barley for the peasants, includes my family. Law and taxes burden the life force of the spiritual nourishment, yet I stood alone in the torture of the plague. The Code of Notre Dame is the plague doctor's teachings. Rid streets of cadavers, clean bed straw, fresh air and rose hips for cure, our prayers. False prophets came before him and lured us in your name. Sacrifice joy, sacrifice joy and uneducated. I followed deceptive prayers, believing you spoke and seldom being heard. So much in that, <laughs> within <laughs> that poem, it really is. There's so much depth in there, so much you can analyze from that. Yeah. Now tell me about Right Girl. What's that all about? So right Girl for. is an organization and I was, the first year I was in, I was very, I went to everything. Um, this year, um, since everything is remote, I've been working with them. I actually had uh, a class, how I spoke with people about writing and it was a short story one because that's also, I, I write poetry and short stories. Um, and that that what they do is they help teen girls from 13 to 18. And they know that writing poetry uh, um, would help. And they also help them with going to college. Mm -hmm. So um, it's I think they have like 250 girls that, that listen in and are part of it. Um, there's weekly mentors that, uh, you know, they have to be set. And my schedule is so crazy all over the place. I couldn't do the weekly. Right. Um, but yeah, I when I'm not writing a book or doing something like that, I, <laughs> I I volunteer with them. I think they're a good organization. It sounds like it. What a wonderful thing. I mean, at that age too. I mean, when you hear people talk about poetry or, or writing in in general, um, a lot of people have started when they were like teens. Yeah. And so if that can help a teenager to find a way to communicate and maybe even release some of the angst of being a teenager. What a wonderful thing. Yeah, because there were, I remember being a teenager and I used to have a binder because, you know, I'm older and we didn't have uh, computers in our homes. Mm -hmm. So I would handwrite all my poetry and I had it in a binder. And I'm born and raised in Chicago, so it's a very windy city. Mm -hmm. I dropped the binder. The, it opened and all my poetry flew away. Oh all no! Of it. I had a whole binder. I was so upset, but oh, yeah. you know, I, and you know, I find things are meant to be because they're meant to be. Maybe I was meant to let it go. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So, and and maybe it was meant for someone to pick up a sheet and read one of my poetry and have it make a difference for them. It, I don't know, but I just know that I. I lost a lot of poetry. Oh. Um, I still have some of the poetry that um, I wrote in the 70s and 80s because I was in uh, bands in the 80s. I'm a singer also. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I have lyrics that I wrote for some of the music. 
Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was a great time. I used to have a fanzine called Lost, L-O-Z-T, is a play uh -huh. on my last name. And it was it was punk and underground music. And I, yeah, uh -huh. I used to be a punk rocker. <laughs> <laughs> you know how times fly. <laughs> what's your music genre now? I like everything. I, um, I graduated from UCLA with an ethnomusicology degree. It's basically mm -hmm. anthropology through music. Um, so I thought that I can use that as uh, I wanted to be a, a college professor, mm -hmm. but by the time I finished and they even offered me, UCLA offered me a, a, to go into the master's program and they would even give me money. And I just said, no, I, I can't, I can't go to school anymore because I was working. Um, I'm, I went back to school and I was working a lot of hours cause I had to pay rent. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, I just, I would wake up at six in the morning, study, go to class, come home and study next day, go to work, work eight hours. It was just too much. It's right. like, I was always studying or working mm -hmm. and, um, I, I just couldn't do it. And I was offered, <laughs> they go, we'll give you a fellowship. I'm like, no, I don't care. I just, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you comes know. a time when you just have to draw the line. Oh yeah, I was tired. And to go into a master's program, even with a fellowship, I mean, you still cost money to go to college. Mm -hmm. yes. it, it really does. And UCLA, even though I'm a, a resident and California resident, it's still not inexpensive. Mm -hmm. You know, exactly. and it's less expensive for me because I live. I'm a resident. Yeah. Well, Sonia, is there anything um, else that you'd like to share that maybe I didn't ask about? Or Oh, I think I've been pretty talkative during this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like, I don't, I, I think way, I shared uh, quite a bit. <laughs> well, is there anything you, you want to know about me? Any, um... I, I think you covered it pretty well, but I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast and I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much for having me. Be thank blessed. you. Thank you.